0: I still feel like I have so much more to go, but like, I think, um, you know, and it, and it didn't happen right away, but you start to realize that there's depth in anything that we do. And I think it, it comes down to being the best at what you do or in a specific discipline or whatever it is, um, is bringing your most authentic self to the table every single time out. And when you do that, then you're truly living. Welcome to
1: Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready, it's time to rise. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. I am extremely excited about this conversation I get to share with you today. My friend, Kenny Florian, man, Ken Flo, that's his nickname. I'm going to go ahead and say right now that no matter how poetic I will attempt to deliver him in this intro so you have a little bit of insight on him, it just won't be good enough to express the inspiration that Kenny is. And it's not just because of his incredible resume in terms of like his career accomplishments, but really it boils down to, you know, who he is as a human and how he functions in life. He's a martial artist. And, you know, that is not just by way of discipline. You know, he's a third-degree black belt in jiu-jitsu, some of the sexiest jujitsu I've ever seen. It's just beautiful to watch. But just how he does life, how he operates uh, life from is as a martial artist. It's a very, you know, authentic expression of self. It's a elevated mindset, very respectable place of honor. I mean, it's just, you know, it's that fucking samurai shit that is truly badass. And aside from that, he is a mixed martial artist who fought in the UFC for several years. He's a legend in the sport. He fought in four different weight divisions, which is gnarly. Um, it's hard enough to fight in one weight division in the UFC, but to fight in four is next level difficult. But Kenny Kenny loves challenge, and you'll, you'll capture that in our conversation. So... That's an accomplishment under his belt that is huge. And he eventually retires from fighting professionally and gets deeper into what he currently does, which is commentating in. He's an analyst for the UFC. Super fun to watch. He's his own podcast that he hosts, uh, co-hosts with uh, John Annick He has a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. He's a brand-new daddy. I mean, he's just – the list goes on, Um He's a true path creator, you guys. You know, he he follows what feels, what ignites his heart. Maybe that's the best way to put it, you know. And sometimes that means what scares him, what's difficult. And he expresses that in this conversation. And I think, you know, there's so many things that I can continue to try and say to really, you know, package Kenny for you guys. But the truth is... You can't package Kenny. And that's probably the most inspiring thing about him. You can't put Kenny in a box. (laughs) And I love that. So, you know, I'm just gonna save my breath and, you know, let you guys dive in to this very inspiring, mentally elevating, thought provoking, rich conversation with my friend Kenny, who I am so grateful for you know him coming on and sharing his story his mental process and framework because it's truly one that I feel is you know it's light in this world he's a teacher he he is a contributor to to our world and you know I'm grateful that I have this platform where I'm able to share that to as many people as possible so I really hope that you guys love it and you know that you stay connected to Kenny. All of his info on how to do that is at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. And yeah, let me know what you think. Hit him up. Let, let him know what you think about our episode, our conversation. I have no doubt in my mind that it will serve you a lot of inspiration and elevate your mind. So I will say no more and hit play. Here is my conversation with my friend, the badass, Kenny Florian. All right, I hit record. (laughs) I'm all about the impromptu. We're fucking live. We're live! Oh my god. (laughs) Me and my passionate mouth, dude. Kenny, thank you. I'm, I'm so grateful right now. I'm almost overwhelmed, but it's the best feeling. I literally woke up and I'm like, this is important. (laughs) Your friend is so dynamic, and your story is so rich, and I just want to deliver you in the most like beautiful and reverent way. You're, you're so. very sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yay. So, dude, let's dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, we just went down a list. Like, I'm like, okay, you're a martial artist. You're a UFC legend. You are a UFC commentator. You are a podcast host. You are a daddy. You just did a <laughs> stint with BattleBots, yes. right? I mean, what else am I missing?
0: Superhero? Uh, superhero. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. we will just tell people that and pretend <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, it's like, when I look back at all the things that I've done, you know, I, uh, it's interesting, but at the same time, you know, I, I try to, I try to live in, like, the undefined in some ways, because, you know, all those things are great, but none of those things I, I don't really want to define me in some ways. Martial artist, I think, is the coolest thing. Um, you know, being a dad is awesome, uh, those are cool things that I don't mind as labels, but... Um yeah, I I don't know. I, I kind of like keep people like keeping people guessing and you know, you're a Gemini, you totally. you're like you like doing do a that. lot of different things. I like yeah. doing a lot of different things. So it's yeah. like um that's been fun. You know, every single day, every single second we have the opportunity to redefine ourselves and, and do something new and do something challenging.
1: Yeah, you're just continuously evolving, which I feel is if you're not evolving in life, then you're just kind of here, yeah. you know, almost like dying slowly. Yes. Um. So I love what you just said. It's like, don't put me in a fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're already starting
0: on a great foot. I already did. Okay. <laughs> no, I and I didn't mean that on you. I, I you know, I, I do. I, I, mean that like, you know, I think for for a lot of us, I think it's it's an interesting thing to to try to reinvent yourself all the time and and and. Get out of your comfort zone, which I'm sure you you like to do a lot.
1: One of my favorite hashtags that well, I I don't know if anybody else is putting it, um, but dynamic training for dynamic living. Because mm. I love the idea of just being this dynamic human being. I mean, you know, on the one hand, my career, I'm a this it's like a glamorous job. You're a celebrity makeup mm. artist. Yes. And then on the other hand, I'm an athlete by way of life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm getting down and dirty on the mats too, training jujitsu, like lifting heavy weights, and then so it's and that's just like two elements so I I value so much I feel such an alignment with that idea of just nothing can define me and I yes. don't ever want that yes. to be. except maybe I'm a, a good human right <laughs> keep it simple yes um that which you are so let's go back to like when you were a little you were a mini good human okay <laughs> <laughs> you you're from Boston or, yes okay yeah. grew up
0: grew up in, and raised in Boston uh, outside of Boston um and, yeah, it wasn't until about seven years ago and, and change that I moved out here. Dope. Yeah, yeah,
1: seven years ago. That's when we met. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. you kind of like fresh off the jet, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, so, and this is kind of me jumping around a little bit, but I'm just going to throw it out there right now, mm-hmm. um, and we'll come back to it. But when I first started watching you fight, which was like so many years ago, yeah. again, we'll go there. I remember something, it, you were so intriguing to me as a fighter because I felt, you know, there's I feel like there's fighters and then there's like the martial artist, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I really felt that for me. Like it was super visible, just in, you were calculated, but not because you were, pre- you wasn't like predictability, which is super, I don't know, like you're, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. So I remember looking you up and finding this blog that you had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember reading some of your writing, which told me because I'm very similar in this way Gemini thing I don't know just super cerebral you know like you're a thinker um not just a there's more than the physical aspect of Kenny you know your talents in sport so now let's go back to you come from a big family yes outside of Boston how did martial arts find you
0: Geez, you know, I think I, I probably had it in me at some point. My, my dad did judo uh, for a large part of his uh, young adult life. Um, he did it all the way through medical school. Um, he's a physician. And he just always felt it was an important thing for us to have. He wanted us all to at least know how to defend ourselves or to be involved with it. He really liked the aspects of the discipline. and. Um, you know, how it just kind of, it spreads into other aspects of your life. It gives you confidence. Um, and I think just for him, he wanted us all to be able to defend ourselves if we were in a situation where we could be in trouble. So um, that that went for all six of us. So I think just having that influence was good. So I, you know, I did karate and kung fu and judo as a kid. And um, yeah, so I, I remember, you know, and I did sports my whole life. I did soccer at a high level and, and played tennis at a high level, and, and I, I just felt like when I did martial arts, I felt like I was doing something special. There was like a, it was like an, a it was like a religious experience to me. Okay, like I felt like it's spiritual. The world stopped. Everything I was doing something magical and important. Just in my head, as a kid, I remember feeling How that experience. I was probably nine or ten when I started doing martial arts. So to me, that was an interesting thing. And growing up uh, amongst a bunch of boys, you know, I was one of six, four brothers, and yeah. two older brothers. You know, it was very, uh, it was very much a very masculine household. Yeah. Uh, so you know, a lot of times I had to defend myself from my brothers. You know, more often than not. So that that was kind of the thing. And also, you know, we just loved watching martial arts movies and superhero movies, and that was. Very intriguing to me. And, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of just felt this connection to it right, literally from day one.
1: What was the first discipline?
0: Um, it was kempo Karate.
1: Okay. Kempo Karate, yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And how long would it be on, until you found Jiu-Jitsu or Jiu-Jitsu found so, so, yeah,
0: exactly. I found Jiu-Jitsu or Jiu-Jitsu found me, I think I was like 19. I was a freshman in college. And my younger brother, Keith, was telling me about this thing called the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Um, And he's like, dude, all these martial artists from all all over the world, they get together and they fight in a cage and they see who the best is. And I'm like, wait, what? This is like what we've been talking about our whole lives. It's like, who is the best fighter in the world? Who would win? You know, wrestler versus boxer or whatever. And, of course, I was immediately waiting for this badass, like, kickboxer to win it all and, you know, do everything we saw in the movies And I said, well, who won? And he's like, this Brazilian guy. I was like, really? So I immediately I thought like this guy in the Amazon jungle who was like this savage, (laughs) just like tore people's like heads off and like knocked him out. And I'm like, well, who was it? He's like, this guy from Brazil. I was like, really? I was like, so what did he do? How how did he win the tournament? He's like, he's just, he's this skinny Brazilian guy, man. He just like grabs a hold of you and like makes you tap out. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? He's a skinny guy, and he's making—he's like grabs a hold of you, and he just—you have to give up. I was like, what? that's so anticlimactic. I was waiting for these crazy knockouts. He's like, yeah, I don't—I don't know how he does it. It's amazing. And then I finally saw it, you know, and I was just blown away. And I was like, wait a sec, this is the real stuff. This is what I should be learning. This is what I've been missing my whole life. And that's what you felt. Really, in yeah watching that. In the oh, beginning. absolutely, wow. absolutely. I didn't feel, you know, initially when I was the story was being told to me. I was like, I hated it. I hated the story. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not the way the story's <laughs> supposed to go down. It's supposed to be a striker that knocks everybody out, and he's jacked, and he's, you know, just destructive, and he's this Hulk. He's like Jack Rayle, yeah, right? yeah, like, exactly, Amazon. exactly, yeah. and that wasn't the deal. And I was like, wait a sec. Wait, so that means I can maybe do that, and and that's what was really um, a powerful force within me again and it just reignited that spark um, of the martial arts because I you know I had I hadn't done martial arts in a very long time but I always felt I always missed it I always missed it and doing soccer was awesome and it just it was like it was a perfect um, alignment in a lot of ways because I was constantly I was at Boston College I was always getting in fights with the coach over playing time and this and that and Um, it, it just wasn't fun anymore for the first time in a long time. Soccer was no longer fun. And it was at, came at a time where I, where I was playing at the highest level that I ever played at. And it was sad. I was like really bummed out. But when Brazilian Jiu Jitsu came along and, and I finally did this Hoist Gracie seminar out in Westchester, New York, it was like. I don't know. I had this mistress, you know, and I was constantly thinking about jujitsu all the time. I was literally obsessed. Where every single day, any free time that I had, I was thinking about it, um, and I wanted to learn as much as possible, as fast as possible, um, and and I think that's really what what helped me. I just felt this love and connection to jujitsu right from right from day one, and. Um, What's it's what led to me, uh, it's what led me to, to eventually compete in the UFC. Wow,
1: yeah. yeah, it's so. I started training nine years ago, which sounds so crazy, like I should be so much further along. But who's judging? <laughs> That's right, I've been in the Nogi program for a while now, so mm-hmm. um, but I can relate that I remember once I learned the trap and roll, mm-hmm. that was a wrap, like literally, I started training twice a day. I was dreaming about jujitsu. Yes. I'm at a stoplight, and I'm like trying to fucking go through moves in my head. Right. It's funny how that happens with some of us, but yeah. with you, obviously, it was a whole. <laughs> oh my God. So wait, yeah. hold on. So you did you aspire to go to turn pro with soccer no, before? I I'm mean, sure I guess out. that was the
0: hope, right? Okay. And, and even at the time, I don't even know if the MLS was really established at that point. I think it was just getting started. But even back then, it, like, it wasn't even practical and it was super difficult and it was like, you know, that that was a hope and a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even know if they had the MLS up and ready yet at that point. It was, it was If it did, it was very new and very young. So um, as far as, like, being a professional soccer player in the United States, it was like, well, yeah. um, maybe that can happen, but maybe not. Yeah. You know? Cool. So, yeah.
1: So jujitsu. So Jiu-Jitsu finds you. I'm so curious uh-huh. when you decided that you were going to go to that first seminar. Yeah. I mean, I kind of imagine you finding a golden ticket. Like. Yes. It, <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> it have been it that was, kind and of I didn't have like, a lot
0: of money. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of money, and and my brother Keith and I, we we saved up. We um, we took my car down. We we uh, stayed at a, like some crappy hotel, and it, I think it was a one day or a two day seminar, and. We just loved it. We got a chance to meet our hero at the time, Hoyce Gracie, and um, it was an amazing experience. Just you know, straight out, and we also we, we we felt like we were learning something, almost that we weren't supposed to. it was like it was like a ha- like a hack. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hack to the fighting and um, the fact that it was it was so rare, um, especially on the East Coast at the time for us, mm-hmm. that you had access to a Gracie or to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu um, what was amazing. It, it was um, a very special feeling.
1: I'm oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, Yeah, he's the man, yeah. especially in that moment. That was yeah. like, must've been unreal. Yeah, for sure. So you and your brother, so then what happens from there? Um, how long did you, so you already started Jiu Jitsu obviously at that point. <laughs> how long have you been training at that point?
0: Um, no, so that was our really our first experience with Jiu Jitsu. That that was our first experience (laughs) in jiu-jitsu. And then from there, it was like, you know, we got all the tapes and we were off and running. Um, And I think we trained from the seminar, from the tapes for like maybe a couple months. And we did our first tournament right off the bat in some random place in Connecticut. Uh, And, you know, I think we both like we both, I think, uh, competed in like intermediate division. I think they only, they didn't have belts. It was like beginner, intermediate, advanced. I think we either did intermediate or advanced or something crazy like that. Yeah. And, um, Keith tapped everybody in his division and won. And I think I tapped everybody leading up to the finals and I lost in the final. Um, and that was a crazy experience just competing against other guys that are trying to submit you and all that stuff. That was really fun and interesting. And, uh, yeah, again, it was just like each time I experienced a new jiu-jitsu thing, I became more and more hooked to the sport and to the art. And then it was at that tournament where someone you know asked him, like, where were we fr- Where we were from, and um, where we trained? And we were like, we we don't train anywhere. We just did a seminar and we learned from tapes and we trained in our basement on a rug. And they're like, what? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're like, well, there's a place in Boston, Roberto Maya. Um, he's cousins with Henzo Gracie, and he just opened up a school and you might want to check that out And sure enough like our, the tournament was like Saturday or Sunday And like, we showed up at that gym on Monday and and uh, the rest is history. Roberto was amazing He had us train there for like, you know We tried a few classes and then he very graciously said you know what I see that you guys love it Your whole family can train and they can train for free and I was like what so it was just like The world just opened up to me and and I'm a big believer that if you follow what you love and you follow what you're passionate about, the universe or God aligns to you and aligns to you and, and opens those doors for you, um, for you to take that jump. Yeah, totally. Because
1: yeah. a lot of people are afraid to do that. Yeah. They'll have the feeling, but they won't. You know that you you're a path creator. I mean, that's one of the greatest inspirations. I feel like to have you on as a guest. It's. It's not easy to be a path creator, you know, to say, you know, this is the norm, but this is what I'm feeling. Right. And this is kind of the best way I can illustrate it. You have your domestic animals, yeah. and you have your wild animals. Yes. And I'm also a wild animal. Yes. You're a wild animal. And it's way more dangerous, but the scenery and the adventure is so much more fulfilling that you're willing to take your chances versus, and there's nothing wrong with being a domestic animal. It's comfortable. Well, it's- well, here's the thing. I think.
0: What people need to realize is we are both. We are both. And I think they need to find that alignment. Like, you know, I think back when I was a kid and I did a lot of crazy stuff. And, and there was like, you know, I'm sure there were some anger issues from wherever. But there is this, there was, I believe, a kind of inherent violent nature to me in some ways. Um, you know, I like to break stuff. I like to destroy stuff. Uh, but I also like to build stuff and, and create things. And I think that you can't understand one without the other in some ways, that there needs to be this balance. And um, it, it's about putting those things under control. And And obviously we don't have that when we're a kid. We, we're not able to do that so well, right? But you know, through maturity, through mistakes, through successes, all those things, we're able to find that and, and put that into alignment. And, and I think some... In some ways, unfortunately, we, we ignore those things and we put those things aside. And I think the most valuable thing we can do is be in touch with our feelings. Whether it's a negative thing or a, or a positive thing, whatever it is, do not ignore it because it's telling you something um, and it's sending you in a certain direction. And if you put a positive spin on it, um, it's gonna elevate you. And, and when you start to ignore maybe some destructive forces that are, are, are in you or whatever it is, it's going to build and it's going to manifest itself in some way, shape, or form. And if you're able to take it in and understand it and go, okay, well, maybe I can get this to turn into a creative force. I can I can take this possible destructive force or whatever um, and put it towards jujitsu yeah. and and have it express itself in that way. And I think expressing yourself through art. Um, is is one of the most valuable things you can do and it doesn't even you know whatever you can say it's art or whatever it is yeah but doing it and and having that energy um disperse uh in, in something positive i think is is something that not everyone is doing
1: yeah.
0: uh, you know and, and it's letting them it's letting those forces kind of eat them a lot
1: yeah override them Yeah, instead of yeah like you just said so perfectly microphone drop um, <laughs> it's it's utilizing it and having it work in your favor and it's almost like if we take away the concept of even positive and negative and just understand that life in of itself has opposing it's almost like now I'm gonna go there's deep. a duality
0: there's a duality, duality. There's that's no the word yeah. and but
1: it's really when, when you synthesize it when it becomes one it's like that's that's where it's at I mean that's yeah. like the man Bruce Lee. Exactly. Right? That's the philosophy that I uh, feel so aligned with as well. But yes. okay, so let me ask you this: mm-hmm. After saying that, um, did you know as you entered, you know, the fight scene that you had that? Were you aware of that part of you, like the part of you that likes to break things and that was kind of aggressive? <laughs> Which is kind of hard for me to imagine. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that funny? <laughs> Even though I know you're like a fucking fighter and it's, and I know yeah. you're lethal, but you're such a sweet guy. It's almost but. Going back, it makes sense that yeah. you can be both.
0: No, I I definitely, I had that. You know, I definitely felt the duality within me. There, there were times where I wanted to just, you know, climb a tree and be by myself and relax. There were times where I was, you know, playing music and singing and dancing as a kid. There were times when I was out, you know, with my brother with sticks playing swords. There were other times where I was like destroying a tree. You know, it was just like, I remember one time my, my dad was coming home, no doubt, from a long day of work and he me and my brother and we had no idea what we were doing we were just i don't know we had sticks and we were hitting the side of our brick house chipping the corner of his house so here he is working his ass off to to have this nice house and we are smashing the corner of the house as he pulls in the driveway and he gets out of the car he goes what the hell are you guys doing what are you doing and keith and i just looked at you like i don't
1: know we're just doing stuff we're doing stupid kid stuff my brothers are probably <laughs> laughing right now as they listen to this because it was so similar. Yeah. We have three brothers, you know, when we, and my sister, and we, <laughs> me and my brothers are lined up in age, like, right next to each yeah. other. So we were always doing this, like, crazy-ass <laughs> shit, too, and it had, there's, like, no explanation. No explanation. But, you right. know, again,
0: it's that thing that's in us. We're... <laughs> We're exploring, we're figuring stuff out, we're doing dumb stuff, we're making mistakes and, and just kind of learning as we go, you know? It's just, totally. it's just doing dumb kid stuff.
1: So grateful for siblings, Yeah, right? oh yeah, You were born into a tribe, I mean, you surely were. Yeah. Um, was it just you and Keith who got deep in the jiu-jitsu? Pretty fight? much,
0: pretty much. My, my youngest brother, Kirk, um, was also heavily involved in, in jiu-jitsu as well. and um, We, we kind of forced him into jiu-jitsu um, and just like... We, we knew how important it was, and we knew it was kind of one of those things that we felt that, like, was a game changer uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, but also I think when we were a little bit younger, we were also kind of like, hey, it's guy shit. You got to know how to defend yourself. You got to know how to fight, man, and and um yeah, I think it's one of those things that I think that, like, when you do something that's empowering – you can settle into who you really are. You know yeah. that because we're we're all walking around, or most of us are walking around with a tremendous amount of fear, and I think that's what really saved me. Is that um, I was a really fearful kid. I was really scared. Um, I remember you know going to the supermarket uh, with my mom, and if I was waiting in the car, if I was in the supermarket, I was just like my head was on a swivel. So. You know, I think that, you know, without getting too, too deep, I, I think that there are certain things that we're born into that we inherit. And and just like we inherit genes, and, and this has been proven, we do inherit a certain uh, consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it many times it happens in utero that whatever our mother is feeling, especially probably our dad is feeling as well, we inherit. Yeah. And for better or worse, and the good things, the bad things, whatever, and it's up to us when we inherit these things of what we're going to do with it. And I think we're all born into certain fears, whether it's your environment or whatever you inherit um, from your family, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I had this fear, this overwhelming sense of fear. And and um, at times I would have dreams of falling. That was a repetitive dream. I would have dreams of fighting and, and getting my butt kicked or not being able to do anything in a fight. Um and I started to listen to those things. I started to really listen to those dreams and go, "Well, wait a sec, Like something's going on here. I need to run towards those fears. I need to I need to stop running away and start listening. So I really started paying attention. and i I really knew that martial arts is exactly what I needed. That's and, amazing and, that you yeah. have
1: that self-awareness to to be able to say, I need to run towards the fear because most people don't, yeah you know no I, I think I think I needed to be really honest with
0: myself and ask myself why are these dreams happening over and over again and I, I definitely felt that calling that it was like it was telling me something like hey wait wake up
1: that's dope. no yeah. yeah that's amazing so that kind of fortified your mission um, towards becoming a MMA fighter, right? A UFC legend. We can go there. Let's go there. I I, I think
0: so. You know, it was funny because even that, it was like, it it lured me in because I never really started jiu-jitsu with the intention of becoming a professional fighter. I just was fascinated with it. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try one mixed martial arts fight. I was competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments and doing well in that. And I wish I was able to compete more. I didn't have a whole lot of money at the time. And, um I just loved learning and, and, and getting better and improving and, and figuring figuring things out and um yeah over time I was like, you know what? Okay, the next level I just want to know that I can defend myself against another skilled martial artist. I just want to do one fight and that's it. I did one fight, I won it, and I was like, okay. I'm good. I'm good for a while. Let me try another one. So I tried another one, and then you know, some promoter from Boston from Boston would be like, "Hey Kenny, you know, we could pay you this much, and you could fight." And I was like, "Oh, okay, really? I can make fourteen hundred whole dollars and and, and compete." I was like, "Sure." So I did that, and it was like my. So I did three fights, and I was three and zero, and I had never even really got hit in a fight at all. And I was like, "Wow, okay, cool," Mm -hmm. but there was still something that was calling me. And I think in in some ways, I think in a lot of ways, I knew that I needed to experience um, the hardness or possibly the harshness of life in some way. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like a weird thing to say, but I mean, that's what I'm going to say, because I felt like... um, there was something that was calling me again. It was like, you know, Kenny, here you are in this comfortable lifestyle. Um, You need to be able to experience more of life. You need to experience more of the challenges and more of the adversity because it felt like even soccer, soccer came relatively easy to me. You know, sports came relatively easy to me. Fighting was one of those things that scared the shit out of me. And that's precisely why I had to do it. And, in some ways, it was this just, just challenge, and you know, we were talking about before we started the podcast about how your genetics need to be turned on. Yes, and I'm a believer that um, all your potential within you is waiting to be turned on, mm-hmm. and there's multiple buttons. I felt like there was multiple buttons in my body, um, and. I felt like those things needed to be turned on. And I knew that they were only going to be turned on through adversity. They were only going to be turned on through challenge. And, you know, I, many times, I was a very rebellious person. And when someone told me to do my homework, I didn't. When someone told me to do this, I didn't. So I felt this, like, um, self-discipline coming out of me. I felt this, like, internal... Thing that was like kind of driving my engine towards a certain um, area of my life, and I just stopped ignoring it and stopped, you know, stopped uh, listening to what people said I should do and be a lawyer or do this or do that, and I started listening to myself. I started listening to that internal engine, and what it was saying was like. Hey, man, maybe maybe this fight life is what you're supposed to be doing. Certainly martial arts is what you should be doing. And, and even that, as I look back on my career, you know, um, I, you look at the record, it's not the best record. I wasn't undefeated or anything, but I was always thrust into tremendous challenge right from the get-go. My fourth fight ever was against Drew Fickett, a guy who had like 30 fights. He was on a six-fight win streak, beat like two Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts uh, in that win streak, And he was the guy who Dana White was coming to watch to to maybe be on The Ultimate Fighter. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, I was behind the eight ball already. Like, this guy had 30 freaking fights uh, oh, and by the way, the day before the fight, they tell me, oh, you know what? We're not going to do the 170-pound weight class. We're going to do 175. He's having trouble making weight. And, of course, I was like, okay. I weigh, like, 165. But, sure, that sounds great to me. Um, oh so, anyways, so th- I was always, like, every I can point to so many cases where, like, I was always under a huge challenge. Always. Even my first title fight in the UFC was, like, after, like, eight fights. And Sean Shirk had like almost 50 fights, um, you know, and so it was just something I was just, I was always thrown into that scenario. And I look back at that and I go, you know, why is this? What? Why is, why is it that I lost three title fights? Why is it that I was, you know, close? Or why was it that I was always like encounter this crazy challenge before a big challenge? I'd get sick or it's like, it's consistent Roxy like it happened all the time so I wonder how much of that was me and I wonder how much was that the universe mm-hmm. you know how much was that trying to get me to see something else and and as I look back I think at the end of the day I think it was really getting me to be a teacher I think that's what I'm supposed to be here for is to teach I don't I don't know if I was ever supposed to be a world champion I don't know if I was ever supposed I think I'm supposed to be guiding people
1: that's what I feel. I feel like I'm the sister that you never had. <laughs> I'm listening to you and I'm like, okay, like where are parents? Like where were our parents? I feel Well, we've so always felt
0: that connection. We've always totally, felt a connection.
1: Yeah. Totally. And yeah. <laughs> my eye is watering from this rosemary coconut, but really I'm like getting emotional right now. But damn, everything you said. I mean, you know, having my career, which is still very robust and growing as a makeup artist, but at the same time... I am a thinker and a writer. I mean, writing is my first love. It's it's always been. And I know that, you know, having this podcast, I was so, you know, excited, but yet I felt fear to start it because yeah. it's like, oh, shit, I got to put myself out there in this whole new light, which I'm not motivated by, hey, everybody see me. I'm, like, cool behind the scenes. I'm fucking introverted. Mm-hmm. But I knew that that fear and that excitement, that combination, like, was, it was like, well, this is the door you got to go through, so you got to do it. So you, like, feeling fear, pulling you towards that next thing and that next thing. I connect with that. But to also, you know, it's interesting how you said, um, was it me? Was it the universe? I, my personal mindset is like, the the universe matches a lot of, you know, what our frequency, right? Mm -hmm. And so you saying, I knew that I needed challenge. I knew that I needed adversity, you know, to feel life and to essentially kind of grow yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like, you know, the universe is like, okay. I mean, this is all my theory. Who knows? Um, but then to go to, I think my purpose is to be a teacher. Damn. First of all, I see that. I feel that for you. Mm -hmm. I for sure feel that with me. So I'm just, I'm loving everything you're saying, but by just going deeper into the details of your, your story. And then I feel a connection to it in my own life, which is so rad. And Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And because and the thing is, like, you fought in four divisions, which is gnarly. Yeah. I mean, the the my weight classes. cuts. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I remember it was your last one that was just, that was really hard on your yes. body, right? it was
0: really hard. Um, the point where, like, I felt like my kidneys were shutting down. Um, the two weight cuts down to 145 pounds were insane. I think I was coming down from, like, 185. So, it's it was crazy. But... You know, I think at the end of the day, like it's about expansion. It's about expansion, it's about learning, it's about testing yourself. And I think that's really what was driving me. And you know, the universe is expanding. Everything that is within exactly. us. And 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 I think that like you know, the more the, the more mature I guess I get, and the more I try to study myself and other things is you know, we're we're not a part of the universe. We are the universe. Because when you when, when you think when you think about your perspective on things, whatever I see is what I see with my own eyes. So therefore, I am the way I take everything in. Is directly related to what's around me and to my environment, and you know, it's you have to accept it all. You have to accept all that you are. You have to accept all that the universe is, and you know, we were talking about the destructive nature of things. Like we were born from a giant explosion. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's what started it all. There's right. violent things happening outside of planet earth. There's violent things happening on planet earth. There's earthquakes. There's, right. you know, where there's magma underneath. That's like ready to, you know, try to get out and explode. And you're seeing that in, Hawaii, in Hawaii right now, yeah, exactly. you know? So it's like, there's some violence. but then what is that too It's, it's, it all leads to growth and expansion. Like all that stuff is almost necessary. Yeah. You know, so it's, we can't, and it's like what you were saying before, you can't see it as positive and negative. It just is. And the moment you start to accept all that it is, then you can kind of move forward with yourself and feel comfortable with yourself and, and, and learn from all those forces and energies.
1: Yeah, you know, the other day I was kind of so every morning I journal for hours. Good and, for you, that's awesome. Thanks, yeah, yeah it's like journal. It's my favorite so time. Oh, it's so important. So important. Like I, I have I need to be doing to. it more.
0: I journal, but I need to be doing more. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's I, I know. It. Well, I, you I are a thinker that. and a writer,
1: and it's so it's it's a it's it's not even like a oh I got a journal. It's it's like I have to journal. It's a it's a that's part awesome. of me. And the other day, and so I kind of philosophize about life throughout my journal. It's Mm -hmm. not like, so yesterday I took the dog out, you know? Sure. Um, But one of the thoughts that I had recently was, you know, there is a very distinct difference between looking at something as a problem versus something as a challenge. Mm. You know, the problems, like I kind of equate it to like, it's a lower way of thinking, right? It's almost like this is overwhelming me. Oh my gosh. A challenge is, this is tough. But I know that there's growth in it, mm. and so for you to at your young age back then, we're going back then. Your young age now, sorry.
0: That's right. <laughs> for That's
1: our right. young, yes, of course. Um, for you to go, you know, to even look at it from that perspective, you know, even just to go through your career and all the adversities that came in within your career as you know a, a UFC fighter. And embracing it as, okay, this is just growing me and this is growing me. Even if yeah. you were questioning, like, why am I getting this right before this? Right. like, But you never, I mean, from what I'm receiving from you is you didn't look at it as problems. You always looked at... I mean,
0: I would love to say that's the case. But yes and no. I, I, I learned after the experience because... Sometimes, you know, you're in the experience and you let that thing take hold of you and now you're moved past the present and you're still letting that experience of failure, quote unquote, uh, take a hold of you, but you're no longer living in the present now. And and it, it took me a little while to really understand. I go, okay, at the end of the day, what did that do? It told me a bunch of truths about myself. And when you accept that, and you go, okay, now I can move forward. Now I can learn from this experience and and get better, you know, and and, and move forward. And it's it's tough because um, you see it as this blow to the ego. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you remove that, you see you you get down to the core of what's really being communicated, and um, you know it, it's it's one of those things that really drove me to improve and but now i'm really starting to see the value of not seeing things as a problem um and it just it just is and i think as a kid growing up i I feel or i felt that i really had to um figure out a lot of things by myself Mm -hmm. i don't know if so many things were communicated i was one of six and that's great because you have a bunch of uh, kids in the house, but also sometimes you, you know, your parents don't have a lot of time for you. And I feel like I wasn't explained so many things as kids, kid, so I felt like I was always kind of overwhelmed. And, I, and then eventually, over time, I started to see things as problems. Like, oh man, here we go. Little Kenny's got to figure it out again. I'm not little anymore. I'm an adult. I can figure things out. I can, I can um, get better um, and, and improve from any situation. You know, there was there was a great story from. Al, my dog is attacking me. Right. <laughs> it's okay. um, yeah, um, there, there was a great story from the great philosopher Alan Watts, who I just yes. love, and he said okay. there was a Zen master who walked into a restaurant, and um, there was kind of like that, like little barbecue or like oven that was happening in the middle of the table, and he had taken one of those hot coals, and he saw the, the very fluid nature of the waitress and she and he said looks like she has some Zen training he's like I'm gonna try to test her a little bit so he took a hot, hot coal and he threw it up in the air towards her and she took her like kimono and she like caught it so she like rolled with it she didn't like catch it she knew it was charcoal she was super present no, it was hot she took her kimono and she caught it she went to the kitchen and she unloaded it with her kimono Then she's like okay I'm gonna test this Zen Master myself so she went in and she brought a hot coal over to the Zen master and the Zen master, as soon as he saw her walking over the coal, took out a cigarette, put it in his mouth and he said, oh, thank you, I was waiting for a light. <laughs> so it was a beautiful way of uh, just rolling with a situation, so a challenge, chill. yeah. It I was, was so in
1: the moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was such a cool story. of That is like, so great. That There's no reason for frustration. Like even when you were a kid, like, there were so many things that were exciting. There are so many things that were like, there's so many things we don't appreciate as we get older, because we, we start to believe this story. Mm-hmm. And I think life is so magical. And and what I've come to experience is that like, you know, I I love researching, you know, kind of the nature of the universe and what this all means, and what are we here for? And what is reality? And you know, is it an illusion? Whatever it is, if it is an illusion, we have to make the best out of it. And, and we forget how amazing it is to be alive, to be able to touch a flower, to be able to eat um, amazing food and have amazing conversations and, um, just be a part of this amazing thing we call nature and the world and and all the exciting things that are happening. We can get down on the negative stuff all day, but
1: why? Why not just try to make it better? Oh, my gosh. It's so perfect what you said, you little poet. Um, <laughs> it's so true. I mean, honestly, okay, transparent. So I'm sure you've seen on my Instagram how I eat, um, you know, big bowls of organic veggies. And, and then I'll put, like, some wild salmon on it or some organic eggs. And literally every single night, uh, a tear watering, every <laughs> single night I look at my food And no matter what went on right before it, literally right before it, I stop and I just go, damn. And I look at my food, and it's not. I don't really connect with it being a prayer. It's literally appreciating you are visible, you proof that I am thriving in my life, that I am succeeding, that I am. You know, you are authenticity. You are your your presence. You know, and I kind of have this moment with my food, which because I, you know, like what we eat, I really believe so affects who we are and how we function Got I mean, a doubt. logical it's not Absolutely. even an emotional it's thing.
0: scientific
1: it's, and science. it's logical yes exactly so to stop and then just take a moment to say damn i'm right here right now and it's like the food kind of brings me into the present moment which is so it's a i mean it's i love that moment and i think that that's just one example echoing what you just said and i think that Yes, people can probably feel more fulfilled in life if they were awake to see all the amazing things, the beautiful things that are surrounding them, you know, every single day.
0: No, and I don't think you can truly um, be successful, whatever that means, in your life without gratitude.
1: 100%. I,
0: I just, I don't believe it. I don't think you can genuinely be um, a happy human being without gratitude. And and it just goes hand in hand. And again, having the luxury and the ability to be able to afford or have access to healthy organic food um, is a gift. Totally. It truly is a gift. Not everyone else has it. There's other places in the world where you can't get water... Okay, you can't get water. You need to maybe walk twelve miles just to get a cup, Mm -hmm. and we forget about that. And you know we complain about the stupidest things uh, on the internet or these YouTube comments that are just so demonic. But it you know there's a lot of angry people out there. But here's what I'm saying is that again, this is where the you know the power of um, not having leads to gratitude. And all this. Let's put those people that are complaining about all these silly things, let's put them in a situation where they can't eat,
1: yeah.
0: and they can't drink, and they don't have access to it, and they're going to have to work for it. That's what's going to create humility. That's what's going to create gratitude. And and you know what? I didn't have that as much either. And, and you need to trip and fall. You need to kind of get hit. Yeah. by the universe sometimes to wake up right and <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah and, and and it's like you know I, I would have loved to have learned the easier way of to have learned in, in other ways but like you know um, you know losing my my youngest brother a, a year and a half ago um, you know again was one of those things that was awful and it's still like I was crying about it yesterday but it it does give me an amazing appreciation for my own life and what I have and um, And what other people are going through and so now I don't I don't get as angry with people if they're in a bad mood Or if they're angry or if they're sad or they can't get out of a certain thing if they're addicted to drugs Or if they're homeless or whatever like you have to understand the process in which that happened and you have to understand that everyone's going through their own stuff and you know, judging that person is 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 the wrong thing to do. It, again, once you feel connected to everything, you start to understand everything, and you know where people are coming from, and and you know that they just they're believing that old story way too much, and they're not living in the present. And I get it because I've done that. Yeah. I, I've done the same thing in little ways, different ways, not to those extremes, but.
1: Um, it's allowed to you it's kind of generated more compassion within you
0: absolutely absolutely and uh just understanding also that that could happen to anybody Mm -hmm. anyone can go left or go right very quickly based on their experience and i think again you know believing you know this old story um of like you being born into this or that and Everyone hates me or I'll never make it or I'm stupid or I'm not or I'm this, I'm this. You know, it. it's just it, it's a falsehood. You can create your life any way you want it. It starts right now. Yeah. It might take work. But what great thing happens without work? Like. Wouldn't it be pretty shitty if like everyone just got whatever they wanted and just like it took like a day? Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be be kind of cool, but yeah. not really. Everyone would probably It'd walk cool around for be maybe dickheads. a day. Yeah, and everyone being... would be a jerk. No yeah. one would appreciate
1: anything. Nothing. So
0: create that humility. Um, become humble by working your ass off for what you want in your life. Absolutely. Period. No
1: excuses. Yeah, we evolved from challenge. Yeah, I mean exactly. it's a proven thing. So. 100%. Yeah, that's so empowering to hear. And I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that, you know, wherever we're looking is where we're going. And that's something that, you know, when I meditate, um, I kind of... So it's like this, I call her my muse. She's my highest self. And it's like this communication thing that's happening between me and my muse. And there are some really profound things that come to me through meditation sometimes. Mm And those words were an example of, of, of one time where... You know, wherever I was in my mind, it was just like rocks. Wherever you're looking is where you're going. Yes. You know? Um, do you meditate?
0: I do meditate you every do? day.
1: How long have you been doing it?
0: Um, let's see. Um, I meditated when I was fighting, but I didn't really understand meditation. Yeah. Um, I probably just became... Well, I just kind of understood meditation probably in the last like eight months or so, I feel like. Um, And what I feel it is, and again, maybe I'm misinterpreting. This is just what what has come probably from my own understanding is it's being in touch with the parts of yourself that maybe you've been ignoring. Um, And it's being in touch with your humanity, with what you're feeling processing it and then letting it go uh and, and the more practice you have doing that um, you start to see that those thoughts and those images they are it's an illusion it is an illusion that we we live in a series of nows an infinite amount of nows right and i forget who said that but that's just the truth and and you have to be able to sit with each moment appreciate each moment and accept all that it is. And it's not always going to be beautiful. It's not always going to be perfect. It's just going to be. And I think when you accept that, then actually the good things... It's like its like a complete... Um, I'm trying to think of the word, but it's... Um,
1: it's essentially like perspective. is what, It's you your perspective. It's yeah. your perspective. You
0: create your own world and you create it any way you want. And it, it, and it's not going to get any better if you have this shitty, shitty view towards the world.
1: A hundred percent. I think, and I just want to say that I think that, you know, I know that there's a lot of people who can talk about like, well, there's this kind of meditation and there's this. And people yeah. ask me sometimes, like, what, what kind of meditation do you do? I'm like, what yeah. does that even mean? Right. You know? Right. It's I, I don't feel that there's any one way, and who can really confirm that there is? Yes, this is the way. I yes. think you know what you said is beautiful, and you know it. I, I can I feel that what you said so deeply. I think um, one of the great things that I gain from meditation is this. It's being so. At first, let me say that as a writer, I've always been able to kind of, ha- and I only realized this recently. It's I've always been able to observe myself through my writing which is really special. That's the it's powerful of it. Yes. Right? And so in meditation I feel it it has expanded that to where I'm now observing my thoughts and what happens with yes. your thoughts manifest emotions and then your emotions are essentially kind of what you're living from and then that creates your reality. So the the example that I love to give is like if I, you know, this is after like so many years of meditation, I'm sitting in traffic and somebody cuts me off and I might have that, ah, like, yes. fuck my yes. But it's now gotten to this point where in that exact moment, I can so see myself. Like, wait, who are you right now? What are you doing? What am right. like, no, no, come on. Okay, pivot. And that's like, oh man, that's one aspect of meditation that I just, you can't pay me to stop meditating because it's just so... Important.
0: It's a huge, huge gift, and um, yeah, I think that observing, observing yourself, and being aware that to be reactionary means that you're not coming from the present. It means you're coming from an old place, and th- that's the big practice, and that's been a huge value for me of of letting go and you don't understand those words until you meditate and you realize oh wow I got a lot I gotta
1: let go yeah Yeah. that's magic okay so I guess there's so much to you I wanna um, can you talk a little bit just when you got to the point where you had to make a decision to retire Mm -hmm. um, you know that was a big decision I'm sure for you did you feel ready for it? um Geez,
0: I guess. I think that there was the struggle of me dealing with the identity of Kenny Florian, the fighter, and now going into this uncharted territory. And, and also not being able to experience that high level of adrenaline that you feel as a fighter when you compete. And, and even also, you, you know, it's almost like uh, being institutionalized, you know, like what they talk about in prison where you're just like used to this regimen. I had this regiment that was like, I knew exactly what I was going to do on Monday. I knew exactly what I was going to do on Tuesday. I knew exactly what I was going to do on Wednesday. Every single day, I knew exactly what I was going to do. It was going to be the exact same thing. It was going to be a routine of training, of mixing up jiu-jitsu and strength conditioning and uh, you know, doing my striking and doing my wrestling. There was a beautiful simplicity in a schedule, a set schedule of discipline. Um, and I lost that because first of all, I retired because of my back. Um, it was really giving me a lot of trouble. I was in a lot of pain. And when I retired, I wasn't able to work out. Um, I wasn't able to work out consistently. It was really tough on me. And I think facing, you know, your sort of, you know, your own mortality to a certain extent and understanding that your, your body does break down and, and saying goodbye to that set schedule and that you weren't getting ready for something huge because okay. every fight to me was huge. Um, it was sad. It was letting go of that part of yourself was, was really difficult for me. Um, so I, I now I just I needed to find other uh, challenges and come up with different perspectives.
1: And was it... Um was So you didn't go right into commentating. There was a gap, right? Did you kind move to of. L.A. in that moment?
0: No, I, so I, I did. So basically I went, you know, I was working for ESPN while I was fighting. I was I was doing commentary and I was doing uh, analysis work while I was fighting. Um, so that really wasn't the huge thing. It was just like, so when I moved to L.A., I got the job with Fox. Things were now moving over to Fox and I was doing all the analysis and, and, and commentating work for the UFC and Fox. Um so it was basically just moving into that chapter of my li- life and I already knew that that's what was going to happen, but it was just difficult. Um, it was difficult to accept, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah to transition. Yeah. It's funny because you say letting go, but I wonder if you can see it now as you didn't let go, you grew from. Yeah,
0: no, exactly. Right? That's a great way to see it. So Absolutely. Crazy. It's always Absolutely. the hindsight though,
1: right? No, exactly. And that
0: that's the value of, like you said, is meditating and, and the importance of your perspective. And Yeah, it's like I never would have been able to. And also, I would go even further of like, there was a time where I was kind of angry about it all. Mm. And there was no true gratitude. There was gratitude, but there wasn't this like, wow, what a gift it is, is that, after this career that I have the opportunity to get paid to talk about the thing that I love and to pass my experience on to others and and tell them what I experience or to show them what the sport's all about um
1: and, and still be very present She's yeah in it.
0: no exa- exactly yeah. exactly and I think that um it's very easy it's very easy to go to go the negative route um but I think it's in the times where we're most vulnerable and most accepting of that vulnerability that we are strongest.
1: I 100% agree. Because
0: you're just like, you're opening yourself up to the world, you're showing yourself, and also you that means you're also going to take it all in as well. Totally. But you can't do it if you're closed.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I know I'm a strong woman, and I know that that's how I'm received to the world. And I, I always say, you know... The reason why I'm able to be this strong, whatever this strong is, is because I am so soft. Yes. I, it's so true. I'm so sensitive. There's I'm that so duality soft. again. I right? know. Yes. Gemini is. <laughs> like, yes. <Geminis>. yes. <laughs> no, it's so much more than Gemini, but it's so yeah. true. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Damn. I almost went down wow. a rabbit hole. I was like, stay here, Rox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you.
0: I hear you.
1: Um. Okay, so... Keeping us on the path. So you move to LA. You have this opportunity. You're, you're in it, and you're, you're growing from Ken Flow. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move into. I mean, I feel like, even just witnessing you, um, doing what you do now, I feel it's so cool because I, it's almost like I want to say, did you hit a corner with it where you kind of fell in love with it? Like, did that? Yeah, I found a depth
0: to it. I I think of. And I'm still, I still feel like I have so much more to go. But like, I think, um, you know, and it, and it didn't happen right away. But you start to realize that there's depth in anything that we do. And I think it, it comes down to being the best at what you do or in a specific discipline or whatever it is, um, is bringing your most authentic self to the table every single time out. And when you do that, then you're truly living. And, and um, so you got to know yourself, but then you know yourself through the things that you do, so they work together. And then you start to say, okay, well, how, you know, in, in the example of, guess, uh, I guess, of, of broadcasting, it's how do I bring a certain part of myself that, is truly me to, to communicate what I want to communicate. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that's where people either connect with you, connect with your vibe or not. And um, my goal is to try to bring an authenticity to what I do every single time out. And, you know, I'm learning to try to do that 100%, um, 100% of the time. Yeah. Well, I feel like, yeah I
1: feel like you're try. there with it. Yeah. And I love what you just said because Let me ask you this. It's a big question, but you basically answered, if someone was asking this question, you just gave the answer, and I'll tell you what it is. If if someone was to ask you, the way I'm asking right now, your idea of success in life, from where you are right now, your best vision of it, what would it be? That's a cheese, Roxanne. I know, I just dropped a bomb, but I know that you're so capable.
0: (laughs) It's tough. You know, I think... um,
1: Lucy's like, let me answer this. I know.
0: I know. I'm gonna gonna get a break here. Lucy, come here. Let me think about this very deep question. All right. Jeez,
1: man. I know. All right. It's a
0: debate, right? Of like, what is happiness and all that stuff. But I, I don't know if. I don't know if it's to be happy necessarily, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I think it comes down to having the tools, being conscious of those tools, to be able to um, accomplish anything that you want to do in your life. And having a very clear, mission statement. So I think you need a very um, defined goal uh, for yourself, for your own life. Something that you believe in, something that you're not quite sure if you can do it or not. Because that's the excitement of it. And I think that's where um, maybe God lives or that spiritual place is. Because it's... it's um, it's something you can't see. It's something you can't touch. It's, it's, you know, you're not sure. if you, it, It's only your faith and your belief that's going to bring you there. So I think it's having that belief. It's having love. I don't think anything great can be accomplished without love. So um, I think that that's the important thing. Um, and... Having the tools, having those tools, and you can get it in a variety of ways. Um, you know, you can get it through sports, you can get it through martial arts, you can get it through, you know, life lessons, you can get it through, the, you know, the mentorship of others and all those things. But at the end of the day, it has to be you. It has to be you. And if you follow what you love and you and you combine that with hard work, success is going to happen like it's going to happen it, it, but you can't i don't think you can achieve it without those two things truly like you know, let's say i, I want to be rich one day and you <laughs> achieve it and you become a multi-millionaire but you're miserable and, and and your life sucks and and all these things like that's not success that's not success there needs to be a a grace and a fluidity in that success and you know, a, a positivity and, and something that also spreads out to others because then, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, there's this very personal thing, but again, we're, we're all connected. How are you giving back and how are you feeding that energy out into the world? And I think that's that's where the magic really is, I think. And, and you start to realize that None of those things can be accomplished with love. And it sounds like that cliche hippie thing to say, love is everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But like, that's, that's, that's the reality. Everything that I've done with my life that I've found, whatever a certain amount of success or a certain amount of happiness and and sense of accomplishment was all done with love.
1: Damn. (laughs) 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 Yes. I mean, uh-huh. well, I think that it's detectable. It's visible because you can see when someone's operating from passion. And uh-huh. I have, I like to think that there's this idea of, you know, being success in motion. Mm-hmm. So there's no end piece. It's like comma, comma. It's confused, yes. Right. And I, you said something now i want to bring it back just okay. to say, because um, you said a few things, but you said a lot of things right there. <laughs> damn it. But, um, so my idea of success in this moment of my life is it's a, it's a combination of two things. It's being present in as many minutes and hours and days of your life as you possibly can. And on top of that, they kind of go hand in hand is staying a hundred percent authentic to who you are, to what you believe in, what you value throughout, you know, as, long as you can and still accomplish the visions that you hold for your life so you know to unpack that a little bit there's a lot of people who will step away from that core because they want more they want it faster they you know like trying to take a shortcut or something yes but if you say you know if one says fuck that i you know i i'll speak about myself i'm an example of that I don't care if I could get more, if I can get it faster, or if I can even get it better right now. Yeah. If it's not resonating with my truth, it's I um, will take the long route, I'll take the hard route, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Because then I feel that, because it goes back to what we were saying. If 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 this if this universe, if life is matching the frequency, I don't want anything that isn't authentic as well. So be it relationship, be it opportunity with work, be it whatever the experience is. You know,
0: that's amazing. First of all, I love what you um, talked about being present, that that's very powerful. Um, So thank you for that. But also, um, I think that's what was interesting with fighting, too, because, you know, there's no doubt that I fought a lot of people that were juiced out and that were this and that. And maybe if I did that, I could have... Been the champion or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but it's possible, right? Yeah, I would yeah, be difference. able to train more. I'd feel yeah. better, all that stuff. But was it would it would it have been me doing that, and would I have learned as much from those lessons? I don't think so. And I don't. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have felt as proud because really, the only reason I did it it was the challenge of me, Kenny Florian. What can you experience through this fight? what can you experience through that fight? And what, you know, what are you going to learn? What are you going to learn through your training? What are you going to learn through the fight itself? And I I feel like I, I wouldn't not have taken it in as much if I went that other route of, you know, cheating or whatever it is. I think that like, I don't know. I I feel like those lessons were way too valuable. and, And, um, and it's almost like yeah. you
1: can really appreciate them even more now because there's a ripple effect happening. And the more that you're living, the more that you 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 know, that you go back and you reflect and your perspective, from your perspective especially, you're able to extract more and more of the wisdom in that. You're probably prouder of yourself, I imagine, than you've ever been, or you should be. Yeah. <laughs> there's you know, so much. Yeah,
0: no, there is. And I think... Um, there's a part of me that's like i still have this if i'm being honest as we're trying to be authentic i think there's still a lack of acceptance of myself and also like eh, yeah yeah a little little bit a little bit and i think that i still have a ways of accepting and feeling proud of myself you know to a certain extent but yeah, I do. And I don't think I felt that before. I, th- I think I felt this like, yeah, Like I didn't, I hate watching myself fight. I used to hate watching myself fight and all that stuff. I was like, oh, i will make a mistake here, 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 there. You know? But, um, yeah, I think just the fact that I'm feeling um, more accomplished and more proud of myself of where I am today uh, is a huge step for me because I always felt like I had this chip on my shoulder. I always felt like I had something to prove. I always felt like You know, I had this, um, you know, in a way, this kind of negative cloud. You know, I was, I felt, you know, I kind of grew up in a critical family. You know, there was, there was loving family, but also kind of critical. So I think I was hard on myself because of that. So it's hard for me to really, it was hard for me to be really proud of what I've done, you know, because I always be like, yeah, but I should have been here. So now i'm moving away from that which is really nice which is really nice and just being accepting of the process of learning Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and everyone's process of learning is different um and i think that's where the magic is is just the acceptance and the letting go of that old stuff you know so i'm still trying to work on that
1: well i okay so that's amazing and I'm going to segue, because it's just too perfect not to. It's kind of a bit of a jump, but it connects. So you, I feel, I imagine, because you're you're daddy now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so um, you have a little girl. Yes. <laughs> it's so cute. Side so note. I can't tell you how many times, like, I'll see your stories and I want to hate you, like, ah, 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 ah. But I'm, like, I'm my ah, but I'm like, I'll just keep this one to myself, no, but, it's like, boring. it's hard. Sometimes I just literally want to write there. It's yes. so, she's so cute. Thank you. Um, and I imagine that you're, the processing that you just expressed. Yeah. And even though you're, like, a brand new daddy, so it's probably going to, you know, expand as you, you know, as your daughter, you know, grows, but... Do you feel that um, being a father now is supporting that process of... It's almost like relaxing from the judgment, which there's so much freedom in that. Um, yeah?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's heavy. It's it's a heavy question. First of all, like when you see your child being born, so many... I mean, it's such a special feeling. It's unlike anything because first there's the realization that that is you. Mm-hmm. Like that's like literally a piece of you that's coming out into the world that's expressing itself in the world. And then there's, you know, talk about the duality. There's, you know, for my wife, for example, it's like the ultimate pleasure and the ultimate pain at the same time. You're giving life to something that's yours, but then you're experiencing the physical feeling of what is pain and what is uh, not being comfortable, right? I mean, that's putting it lightly. No. But it's. But it's that moment where you go, oh, that's life. That is life. Everything right there in that experience, you're giving life. It's not good, it's not bad. You're coming into this world and the world is yours to interpret and experience. And and from that perspective, I need to give her all those tools to be able to be Her best and most authentic self as she moves on through this world, as she experiences all these now's. Um, And when you see it in that life, as opposed to being like, well, you're gonna have to grow up and be a doctor, and you're gonna get a good job and get a nice house, because that's what success is. Money. You know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, like, yeah, sure. Hopefully, she doesn't have to worry about those things, but it's like. How about just giving them the tools to just be the best part of self and find the things that they love and chase and and you know fulfill all of those loves and 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 also be able to do it in, in a safe way and in, you know so yeah I, I I look back on my experience and I and and when you see your child born you realize just the amazing. Um, opportunity that you have to rewrite things you know i had a lot of good things happen in my life but there's been some bad things and there's been some mistakes (laughs) i've been a lot of mistakes that i've made (laughs) that i've learned from i hope i learned i've learned from and that i could pass on to her and you know just allow her to express herself in, in the best way possible and and um that's exciting there's definitely this sense of pressure in a way but it's it's great it's great pressure it's, it's, it's a great feeling
1: healthy pressure again yeah. we evolve from pressure from yes, challenge exactly but it's it's beautiful because yeah I mean for everything that you just said it's kind of like you get to relive again right through your child I mean,
0: oh my gosh I mean you nailed it right there I mean again also like I'm reconnecting with childhood experiences as I see her um you know, play with toys or look at things, and then you see her, like, and this is what, what's magical about it, is that it's your own child or other children that teach you to reconnect with your inner child, to view the world with those same eyes, like, everything is cool, everything is new, and everything is exciting, and everything, you know, the fact that she's able to, you know, do a reactionary smile based on a very simple exchange or experience, it's like, that's magic that 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 is magic life is unbelievable
1: yeah the baby they're as you're saying this i'm thinking because you're present yeah they're not like thinking about and obviously they don't you know it doesn't yeah they're just present yes not there yes and so they you know and i'm i'm not a mommy yet but i aspire to be and you know, I imagine for you when you're witnessing and experiencing your daughter in this, in her very present moments. Yeah. Where are you? You're being present with her, and that is so cleansing, so oh. fulfilling.
0: Roxy, as soon as she was born, um, she was like, you know, put on my wife's <laughs> chest. <laughs> She was plopped up, literally plopped up on her chest. She cried for like five seconds. She was put on the chest, and immediately she was like looking for a nipple to like suckle immediately. I was like, wow, this she looks like – and I looked her in the eye. Like she she sat down, and she was – she was looking at me, and it was exactly what you said. She was so present, and there was a depth to her stare where we looked at each other, and we just understood – that she was looking at her dad and I was looking at her and uh, it it was amazing. I I, I get emotional thinking about it, but it's also like you start to realize that um, there's a beauty in life, that there's a magic in life and that it's there. It's everywhere. It's not just in your child. It's not just, it's every, it's everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so stoked because, man, your daughter is going to be, I can't wait to know her in her, (laughs) you know, later years. And I'm going to say this out loud. I'm so honored that, you know. We talked about this earlier that I was the makeup artist. (laughs)
0: That's
1: right. That's on a photo shoot. You saw it all happen when (laughs) you met your beautiful wife. That's so
0: funny. Yes, I mean that's super special.
1: I love that. Every time I look at those images, I'm like, because there's a story now, you know that connects with things. Yes, it's so special, and I'm I'm so excited for you. And I have no doubt of you know what an incredible parent you already are, and you will continue to (laughs) be. You know I. This is like one thing that I, when the time comes for me to have a child, when the child decides to come, it's yes. more like that, right? Yes, yes, it's like, I, I, you know, I want to raise a child to be a contributor to this world and not yeah. just a consumer. And that goes back, you were saying something similar, yeah. like, what are you offering? What do you, you know? Right. And also this idea of, you know, I'm not going to teach you what to think. I'm going to guide you on how to think. Yes. And then you can fill in those blanks. Right? And I, f- I know that, you know, that's your mindset is right there. Like, that's your framework, too.
0: You couldn't have said it better. You know, I think that we are all one, but we all bring in different traits that is just inherent in us, in our nature, in our energies. And I think that, you know, the same way it's like we all have the same kind of stuff in us that's everywhere, but we all take different forms and we're all. Um, different energies, different ways, different vibrations expressing itself in very different ways. Um, and it's up to you of how you want to express that, which is the beautiful thing. And I think that if you're able to carry on a vibration and pass it on to others in a positive way, where someone sees you and they're inspired by you, or you know they, they want to experience that now, or now they want to find that certain part of themselves that has that, like, what's better than that? What What's better than the ability to influence the world in a positive manner? And I think that th- that's what we should be doing here. And it really only takes, you know, they used to say, like, people like, it only takes one person to change the world. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> dude. No, but it's true. It's absolutely true. That person who meets that person who meets another person or, you know, now in this day, day and age of social media or being on television, you you have the ability to do it on a large scale, extremely quickly. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so true. We're and, conduits of energy. We are. We yeah. are. And, and I think, you know, with all the, you know, bad stuff that's going on out there, um, you know, again, I, I don't even know if it's bad stuff, right? It's like we were talking about good and bad. But maybe there's just like equal parts good and bad. Maybe there's equal parts positive and negative and there's nothing we could do about it and that it's up to us to bring our positivity. But, I think that in a lot of ways we can we can absolutely make this world better and people can change you know we're all changing every single second we can anyway we forget that we can but we right, can right and um, yeah just spreading that out that is that is the true gift and I think that's what we're supposed to be doing. You can only do that if you know yourself if you have that authentic uh, need to want to, Spread that goodness as far as you can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is what you're doing. It's what I hope, you know, my podcast is inspired. You know, that's the inspiration behind the podcast. Absolutely. Right? It's so important. And, it, and yeah, I mean, it's the most fulfilling feeling when they're just to put a pin in one thing. I mean, you could be, you know, I can go get my coffee and the person serving me the coffee is on autopilot, like, how's your day? You know, and yeah. most people are like, eh, I'm this sure. day. and I'm like, my great, my day is great. How is yours? Right. And then boom, I mean, I see this, it's like a real thing. Right. They wake up and all of a sudden there's an exchange and I don't know, you know, how me just realizing and acknowledging this person could affect the rest of their day because maybe, you know, they're going through a period where they're not being acknowledged. Maybe they just yes. had a bad morning or whatever, but it's, it's, it's really highlighting what you just said that, you know, we can, in our little selves, our one person selves, make a big difference. There's a ripple effect. And the more conscious that we are, that we have this ability, um, I think the more that we're able to, you know, operate from it, you know, execute with it. it when, when,
0: when our understanding, I guess, when, when, when the universe was created, right, there was this like small pinhead of, of amongst darkness, And it decided to eliminate and create enough energy where it exploded and expanded across the universe and eventually turned into, you know, planets. And that planet eventually turned into life and all that stuff. And we are only going to be one of two things. We are either going to shine light or we're going to bring dark. That's it. And it's up to you and how you portray yourself to the world. You know, and you look at, you know, I know Dr. Jordan Peterson talks about this. Um, who, who I have a lot of respect for, who's an amazing um, psychologist, but really a philosopher in, in the modern day. Mm-hmm. And he talks about you know, how you, know, you look at maybe someone who's homeless or, or addicted to drugs and how their shoulders are, are narrow and their head, they're looking down um, at the street and they're, they've, they've made themselves small mm-hmm. because that's what they believe. That's, that's the state of mind that they're actually in. And you look at someone who's bringing in light, they stand tall, they have good posture, they're open, they're communicating, they're talking, they're looking you in the eye, um, you know, they're bringing their their authentic authenticity, which is the light, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and, and, and that makes a huge difference, like you were saying, it's like, You know, you meet that one person if you're having a bad day and you're in there and you're nice and you give them that little bit of hope. Maybe one word could be the difference, you know, between them like feeling like crap and continuing in their depression or actually, you know what, there's good people out there. Like, I want to know what she's feeling. I want to know what he's feeling. Like, what are they bringing to the table? Why are they happy? And they start
1: questioning their own way of life. Totally. You know. I'm literally applauding inside. I'm just like going. I feel like I'm surfing right now. No, truly. but I know I know
0: that's what you live. Like I've yeah. never, you know, and listen, we're, we're going to get sad from time to time. But I know that's like every time I've seen you, you always bring <laughs> that energy and that positivity and that love. And that's, you Thank know, you. It, it's awesome to
1: be around. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So... I appreciate that so much more than I even just expressed. i are <laughs> like, we're running out of time. No, I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm going. being so mindful of your time. No, but I'm so excited because, you know, just... I'm so raw and real, man. It's like, c- coming into this podcast with you, like I said, there's so many aspects of, of, of Kenny. And, you know, what I really... This is the thing. There's all these career... Aspects which are very much a part of you, so it's not like this separate thing but that are amazing. But how I've received you in all the years that I've been friends with you, even before I knew you, just from witnessing you and being the person that I am, I was, this is what I wanted to get from you. You know, because you are the real thing. You are, and whatever you're working, so what we're all working through, that has nothing to do with it. You're self-observant. You are the way that you're operating through your life is to me, it's so inspiring. And you know, people can see you, you know, in the work, like Kenny in work life. And but I don't know if as many people get to experience this part of you, which is like, damn, this is like, this is the money. And I feel like there's this is what is going to continue to fertilize the growth of your life to be what i envision of it to be so incredibly impressive it already is you know from the outside i mean it's always different when you're in the inside but from the outside especially someone like me who's like awake you know it's like yeah. damn this fucking guy's doing it from his heart and no it's not easy and yes it gets messy but that's yeah. part of it you know but you're living from your truth and you're only getting deeper into your truth. So you can, you know, now you have this little baby that's going to be an extension of your truth yeah. too, which is so...
0: No, th- thank you. And I'm trying it. I think that's, I know where I need to head much more with my life, even more uh, on more specific terms. And I also realized like, again, you can only bring authenticity by being authentic and being real with yourself and identifying those feelings that you're having, whether it's negative or positive. And I also think that there's a certain, you know, I am always playing with different ideas in my head all the time. I love to think about many things. Um, but I also think that, like, there's, there's a point where you have to play with all those different things in order to find, like, who you are. Like, almost there's a way of, like, um, you know, getting to the craziness so you can bring out a certain genius, you know? And I think that, um, not that I'm a genius or anything, I'm just saying <laughs> that to, to bring something special out, I think that there needs to be, um, you need to be open and vulnerable. And there's, go- it's going to get, it has to get confusing. Yeah. It has to get confusing if you really want something to be sparked that's special. And I think that's, that's what, I want to bring for myself and for my family and for my friends and for my loved ones and the people that I work with and and my students, um, because there's no I can sit here and they can listen to our words all the time, but it's a different thing when you meet Roxy. It's a different thing. You know what I mean? Like
1: yeah, the, I the energy and experience, Kenny. And yeah, the, yeah, there's absolutely. the words,
0: but there's also the energy that like yes. is transferred, and I think that like you can, you can't fake energy. You can fake words, but you can't fake energy. And I think that's, that's a powerful thing. And you could only do that through authenticity. And and that's what I'm trying to bring as much as possible. And, And, um, You know, it's meeting people like you and talking to people like you that helps bring that out as well, and it's inspiring. You know, and that that's that's why we're friends, and that's why. Hell
1: yeah, that's why we're friends. We've been out for so long. I know, it's still going strong. Yeah. So okay, I gotta get you out of here. Well, I'm in your house. I gotta get. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get me out of here. But let me. You have a jiu-jitsu academy, yes. right, in yes. Brentwood. Yes. What's the name? I haven't heard it so out it's,
0: it's Meraki. It's Meraki. And a lot of Beautiful. people say
1: Merakai, or
0: Yeah, uh, Mer- uh, Meraki. Uh, Meraki is a Greek word. I guess they use it in other languages as well. But it means to um, do something with love, passion, or a piece of yourself. To put a piece of yourself in your work. And that word really resonated with me. And it's a part of like how I've tried to live my life and I think it's it's a part of how other people have lived their lives and, and should live their lives. And I think that um, we all need something. We all need something to strive for. We all need that one goal. We all need that very distinct path in our life. And the only way you could really charge forward and Make up a lot of ground and, and have amazing experiences by putting everything you can into it. Putting a piece of yourself in your work. But not in a bad way. Not not in a work that you hate. Find something you love and then do that. It's way easier.
1: Yeah, then it's not even work, right? It's not just work. passion. Exactly. Just, yeah. So... Um, And the school is obviously open to public. It is. It is. Thank you. Yes. So, So the Rocky
0: Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you have to come visit finally. I am. Um, We we tried to make a beautiful aesthetic and and really make it a place where, you know, like, you know, going into a martial arts gym can be really intimidating for people. Like, wait, wait a second. I'm, I'm. Paying you money to get choked in your arm? Okay, yeah, sure, cool. You know, so I wanted so to make true. it a space which was like artistic and beautiful and it's illuminated. Inviting. From what yeah, I said, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, it's very bright lit and just um, we have art on the walls. And yeah, you yeah. know, and there's
0: other gyms like other gyms that do the same thing, which is great. But I think you know, I really wanted to show the art part of it because there is that art part of it. there is that ability to learn the moves, but. You're only doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when you're really expressing a piece of yourself in Jiu-Jitsu. And that's where the Meraki ties in, is that you're only doing Jiu-Jitsu when, you're, when you are the Jiu-Jitsu.
1: Damn! <laughs> right? I couldn't even hold that in. Sorry. <laughs> that so was so dumb. It is so true. That's girl. the highest
0: level, right? That's when yeah. you're really... When you are actually being it you are it and you are it and yeah. everything
1: yeah for sure and I mean, it's a great it's, way to yeah. remind
0: yourself of it
1: i love that yeah because i always look at I'm like jujitsu is life because you know you can always kind of yeah. equate jujitsu in every aspect of life but i've never heard anybody say that you are <laughs> jujitsu and that's so perfect yeah. pin um okay so yes i'm definitely officially <laughs> gotta get my ass there i'm super excited about cool. it and then um Battlebots that's coming yes, out or it's, like it's happening it's, it's, now. So yeah, we're
0: in the third season. So I was a part of uh, the seasons when it was on ABC, and now they're having their 2018 season on the Discovery Channel. So it's going to be on the Discovery Channel on and on Science Channel uh, and on the Science Channel. Uh, it's on Discovery Fridays. I think at eight o'clock. You might have to check your listings mm-hmm. for that. But uh, yeah, so that is a really interesting show that I had the opportunity to become a part of. It's engineers from all over the world, guys that work for NASA, guys that work for SpaceX, um, you know, a regular person, like, you know, it's a, everybody, all different facets of life, people who have contracts with the military, they create these 250-pound robots that fight each other and they have different weapons and different strategies and different engineering and different parts, like different metals and and they basically, you know, they fight each other and then it all culminates with this uh, – Tournament and they see who the best bot is. A lot like the <laughs> UFC, right? And uh, it's it's who has the best mind, who has the best driving skills, who has the best ability to fix their bot in in these pits. And it's it's amazing. You you meet some really interesting characters, and uh, it, it was fascinating for me to be a part of. I had a blast doing it. I do it with um, Chris Rose. Uh, we we commentate the fights. Uh, Jessica Chobot. Uh, is the interviewer and oh, and we, I used to we work with had, her. oh did you really? yeah, yeah. Like
1: back at Fuel Days yeah that's Damn. so funny okay, yeah Jessica.
0: so she yeah so that's she's awesome. a part of so we, we just had a blast uh, working with you know uh, all the different BattleBots teams and uh, it starts Friday I think there's 20 episodes and. um
1: Cool, I'll make yeah. sure that it's all put in yeah. the show notes too. That's yeah. so awesome. And then I also will have your podcast, which yes. I love, thank up you. on the show notes too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Anakin
0: Florian Podcast. Uh, it's on Fox Sports Digital, and, and uh, we just talk mainly about uh, UFC, of course, and uh, been doing it with John for a couple of years now. We, we have a blast, and thank you for listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, so much more. And I'm excited because I just know that there's so much more coming from you. And Whatever it is, I know it's going to be amazing. Thank so. You. um Damn, you dropped so much inspiration and wisdom knowledge. I'm so grateful. You
0: did as well. So I love talking to you. We've always had these deep conversations. So I'm not surprised by you doing a podcast. I think it's exactly (laughs) what you're supposed to be doing. And I also think... I also think, Roxy, that you are very, very curious and love having awesome conversations. So it's an excuse for you to get together (laughs) with interesting people and learn a lot yourself and just, you know, have amazing conversations. So, again, as a fellow Gemini and as a person who likes to do the same thing you are killing it and I love that you're doing it. It's very, very Thank much needed. I'm yeah. literally
1: turning red because you know what I feel my face looks like right now? You just called me out. You know the emoji with the glasses? Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. the nerd.
0: Exactly. Undercover nerd. No, 100%. And that's, I love it. That's just, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing.
1: Thank you. Hell yeah. yeah. When it gets hard, I'm just going to hear that echoing, you yes. know, those words in my mind. So, can you tell our listeners how to keep up with you? Social media? Sure, yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, on Twitter,
0: it's at Kenny Florian. On Instagram, it is at Kenny Florian as well. Um, and uh, yeah, they can check out Jitsu.com And, uh, yeah, thank you for, for putting up with my voice for something. <laughs> <time.
1: laughs> You're amazing. All right, you You're guys. Amazing. i got to get out of here and let him get back to his life. But <laughs> thank you guys for listening in. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for taking the time to check out this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it with your friends. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave me an honest review. Let's connect. I'm so excited to do that in this space and really create content that elevates your mind in support of your best performance in life. You can find me on Instagram at blackbeltbeauty. I'm active there every single day, and I look forward to connecting with you all. So thanks again, and I'll catch you on the next one.